the irony of the similarities between two programs that are separated by like 73 miles, but feature entirely different cultures around their university, that is, and in the cities in which they're based. Now, the programs themselves, the cultures are strikingly similar, and we document it regularly here in the Fast Lane. how with Tony Bennett's disciple, Richie McKay, piloting the Liberty Flames, that Liberty and Virginia, while not exactly the same, there are a lot of striking parallels between those two programs. So just from a full outsider's perspective, I, I find it somewhat amusing because I'm going to stereotype here for just a second here in the fast lane. Well, a little bit longer than a second, but just a moment. You've got the university, which is rather conservative, at least on the surface. Maybe not as conservative as its detra detractors might make it out to be, but that by and large is a more conservative university. Very right-wing city, very traditionalist, and Liberty University. And then you have the Virginia Cavaliers. On grounds, much more liberal area. Lynchburg's like 90-10 Democrat. Or, Lynchburg is like 90% Republican, 10% Democrat or something else. Charlottesville's like the reverse of that. 90% Democrat, 10% Republican or you know, other, if that's what you want to categorize it as. And I'm not judging either in that regard, but it is amusing because there's a sector of people that, you know, love one, can't stand the other, and often have a difficult time admitting that, like, it's the most obvious thing that's out there. And look no further than the latest example of the basketball programs at Virginia and Liberty University. Virginia, last night, looking to get a win against NC State. The proverbial revenge spot. Liberty will get their chance on the road at Jacksonville State, first time a second opponent has, first time they will play someone a second time in Conference USA this Saturday for Liberty. But Virginia had that last night against NC State. It wasn't the most, uh, how shall we say this, aesthetically appealing game to those that love free-flowing basketball. Here's a stat for you, by the way. For those that are in the sports betting community, it landed at six. Five and a half, six, or six and a half were the different lines for that game always shop for the best number even if you're looking for something else just there's value in having the right number but then there was the over under aspect this game went to over time we emphasize the over part of overtime in the fast lane because normally any game that goes to over time generally goes over the projected point total more time on the clock more opportunities to score, greater likelihood that if a game has not already gone over the point total projected for the game, that it will go over that when you get to overtime. Oh, not even close. This game last night, still 18 points under the projected point total with the benefit of overtime. And anybody could have seen that outcome still coming. They would have needed to get to the classic Creighton-Seton Hall of this past weekend of three overtimes to clinch going over at the rate these teams were playing. But for Virginia, you had a double-digit lead, you didn't play the best game, and yet, in reality, this is the type of outcome and performance that Virginia fans might not have seen a while ago. But credit Ryan Dunn after the game, because we mentioned it before, 
how he handled the NC State game the last time, not putting up his hands on the half-court three that was hit right before the halftime break and sent UVA spiraling toward defeat. And we mentioned, you know, after that game here in the fast lane that you know, he's one of those guys that's got the talent, but if you can get him to step up and play with greater aggression offensively, he had some moments, even though he missed, and UVA as a whole missed a lot of easy looks or at least close-range looks around the rim. But Dunn stepped up and was asked after the game if he saw this type of performance, a gritty, grimy, but ultimately character-building win against NC State last night for UVA. I think so. I think we're taking steps in the right direction. Um, kind of like you said, the first half, the first beginning of the ACC, we got pummeled every time going to the road. Um, we were able to fight back in Atlanta, and then today we kind of came together. But, you know, it's still taking steps. we got a whole lot of season left, um, and we're not done yet. So I'm going to finish to take care of it. But right now we're just trying to take it one day at a time. Watch the film, get back to practice tomorrow, and get ready for uh, Louisville. Virginia, they showed that last night. Look, they had a double-digit lead. They blew the lead. NC State actually took a lead late with the you know, under-four timeout in the rearview mirror. But Virginia held on to force overtime, and then they couldn't quite shake the Wolfpack in overtime, but they do enough to win it by six. And Tony Bennett saying what he said all along, the stability-style approach of Tony Bennett through adversity that the game has embodied the spirit he has mentioned so much this year, the eye of don't grow weary in doing good. And last night, it was the turn of, once again, Jordan Miner, whose coming out party for Virginia began when he finally got time against NC State a few weeks ago in that blowout loss down in Raleigh. But he and Tane Murray, whose turn it was last night to contribute, they all stepped up to give Virginia another win that, again, is a mirror image, an example for them of how they've gotten to this point where it's not always pretty, but they are winning games. You know, Tane came in and gave us, gave us a great lift. I was so proud of him and happy for him. You know, we've been using that don't grow weary in doing good in due time, you know, and he, he, he found himself ready. You know, you got two guys in Jordan Miner and Tane Murray who, you know, a couple months ago, uh, Bach and I were talking on the way here, you're three months, you've been like, well, I don't know where this is going to be, but look at the roles they both played because, uh, you know, Jordan was so physical with Burns. That was uh, some bodies, you know, leaning against each other and going at it hard, and you just look at the rebounding um, deal, and that's effort. Effort. Again, buzzword for Virginia this past year and this past stretch of games, really, in which they've, as Tony Bennett mentioned, the NC State game again kind of embodying it. It got wobbly when Virginia saw their deficit go away when NC State was making shots and Virginia hit one of those, sadly in their eyes, patented offensive droughts, but yet the resolve was there to get them to a win. We got wobbly um, and almost fell down, but like the, the weebles wobble, but they don't, we popped back up and then made enough plays. And it was a defensive battle. They're very athletic and they guard you hard. And, you know, they switch off certain screens and they, they fight you to get open on cuts. So you had to be tough and sound. And when you weren't, they took your ball. And um, so it was, it was a good effort by everyone tonight, for sure. A little loose turnovers, but by any means. By any means. Look at how Virginia's playing. And you kind of wonder how long they can handle that. There is value. I don't think you can discount it, even when you're talking about process-oriented coaches and the ability to have value in this when adversity strikes and pops up. But take a look back a couple of weeks ago. This was Tony Bennett after the victory against, or after the loss at Wake Forest, and asking guys whether they are about wanting to get better and doing the things that are required to win, as challenging as that is when 
it's not producing results. I said anybody can have a good culture and good team character and, and buy in when you're successful. This is the time when you're, you're struggling and you're getting humbled. Will you have a good team culture? Will you show character? Will you show up on Monday and work as hard as you can? And, and we keep figuring out stuff as coaches, as players. And either you're about what we value in our program you're legitimately humble because we're getting humbled and you're going to be passionate and competitive and stay unified and serve each other. And then as much as it stinks, thankful for what this is teaching you because it's teaching valuable stuff. Either you're about that or you're not. Tony Bennett, after the humbling loss at Wake Forest two-ish weeks ago, a little less than that, and he elaborated on that. It's not just being about it in practice, but it's carrying it over every day and how you believe in what the process is. And it's really easy to do it. For a number of years, it's been easy. There might have been a tough loss here or there at a certain time, but this is the time. And that's why I talk about don't grow weary in doing good for in due time. And I don't know when that due time is. Is it the next game? Is it down the road? You'll reap a harvest. And this is pouring into all of us uh, what we're about, our perspective, how we go about it. Are we going to hang our head? Are we going to talk? Uh, you'll hear stuff. You just keep plugging. Keep plugging along when there's nothing to show for it. You know, one of the phrases that, that we've adopted here in the fast lane at the Virginia Talk Radio Network, and you know, it comes from Michael Lombardi, our guy from the GM Shuffle podcast and former NFL executive, but competitive stamina. You know, it's basically the same thing. You know, it's your version of it. There's competitive stamina if you're secular, if you're more biblically based. I happen to be, but you know, however you view it, you know, there's the Galatians chapter six verse nine verse of not growing weary and doing good. Tony Bennett's utilizing that, and whether or not you're a biblically based person or not, and again, it's rather ironic because as biblically based as Tony Bennett is, Virginia is the antithesis of liberty to some people. I, I wouldn't go that far because there are plenty of people with faith around that university and and i happen to know a lot of them but it's not what you would think of when you think of bennett mckay liberty virginia similarities they're not always there and relevant but yet for virginia it's been about that and if anything the idea of what tony bennett has said multiple times about not growing weary for in due time the harvest will come and I know I'm paraphrasing his use of Galatians chapter 6, verses nine, verse 9, the biblical verse. But in essence, in saying that, even if you're recruiting players who are not all that religious, there's a calming presence to that idea. It's actually, if anything, it's probably more calming to say something like that. The good will eventually come, even if nothing is, than you know, the trust the process. I, I, of course, have to bemoan that one as a Philadelphia 76er fan. But it, it, that's what you expect as a coach. And it's how you handle yourself. So Virginia wins against NC State last night. They beat Virginia Tech last week on Wednesday. They beat Georgia Tech the other night. Nothing sounds all that different. Tony Bennett, here's what he said after the win against Georgia Tech. It's just chasing quality. I think we haven't played quality basketball for long enough stretches. And and again, that's, that's it. You just play the right way. We got to keep figuring out what's the easiest and best way for us to be effective and chase it. Chasing quality. He said that after a win against Georgia Tech. He said that after the loss against Wake Forest. He said that after last night's victory against NC State. And even last week after beating Virginia Tech as well. When you're struggling, you're just chasing, um, you're trying to be competitive first and chasing quality. And and there was more quality uh, tonight than we've had in a while. So that that's the important thing. And then to... 
to have it validated with, you know, a win is important. It is. Like, and I like the vulnerability. That was last week, Tony Bennett after the win against Virginia Tech. But you're talking about this from a program perspective. You know, don't look now, but the Virginia Tech Hokies, they're 4-4 four and four in the ACC. They could be 5-4 and four if they go on the road and win against Georgia Tech this coming Saturday. Virginia, they should get another win this weekend at Louisville. Trey and I will have our official thoughts on that tomorrow in our votes of confidence. Stay tuned. I know you're waiting with bated breath to hear what we're going to say about those matchups. But, you know, it's the same message, and it sounds like it. It's designed to help a team weather the emotional roller coaster that they're clearly on with Virginia. They've had the blowout victory against Syracuse earlier this year. They had a nice win against Florida in non-conference play, although you know how well that's aging now is, is clearly up for debate, much like their win against Texas A&M as well. And, and again, people are wondering how Virginia Tech, you know, with a, a little less regarded win-loss record, is more ahead of Virginia in a lot of people's eyes. It's because Virginia's got wins against Boise State and Iowa State on which to fall back. Virginia Tech has Virginia win. Tech. Thank you, Trey, for clarifying that. But... It's how you weather the emotional roller coaster. And if coaches sound the same, to you and me in the media and fans, it might get really boring to hear that. But I get it. It's not different from Richie McKay and what he said about Liberty. And it, he said this yesterday, but he said it countless times. You know, One thing is it's acknowledging the reality that if you're not pursuing wins, you're ultimately going to get eaten alive. Uh, look, you can't coach, especially at this level, if you're not dogmatically pursuant of winning the game, winning championships. You just can't. You won't survive. Richie McKay. Look, again, much like he said that, or Tony Bennett after the win against Virginia Tech last week. That was before they had picked up their first road win, which was a couple days later this past Saturday at Georgia Tech. But acknowledging that there's some truths to this, that there's some emotion to this that, you know, in McKay's case, you got to be pursuing winning ultimately. Even if you're process-oriented, you got to be focused on what that leads to, which is victories. And it's easier to have that as a coach. You get your players just to focus on the challenges of each day, but you know they're focused on that too. You know that's what you're going after. you got to have that level of competitiveness because everybody against whom you're competing also has that. But Tony, mentioned, Tony Bennett has mentioned that. So too is Richie McKay. I mean, here's what he mentioned, Richie McKay did, a couple days ago, about how he has led through these challenges. And just listen to it, and you can decide yourself, but it will probably sound the way it does to us, which is rather similar to what Tony Bennett has said at Virginia. But, but when you see the guys, their commitment, their sacrifice, their, uh, their pursuit of upholding a standard that has been built here, like there's a win in that. And I'm, I'm going to continue to believe that and to lead out of that. There's a win in that. You're following the process. I mean, it's said differently, but realistically, it's the exact same thing that you're getting at Virginia that you've also gotten at Liberty University and in a lot of other programs. If anything, think about it in this day and age. We're in the era of social media and you can minimize what you want your team to do with social media but with player empowerment now and the ability for them to transfer and not only that but some of them have different obligations at different universities uh, or colleges depending on where they are to post certain things to social media to engage to utilize that for in a lot of cases legitimate nil sponsorships some of it obviously we know nil is just basically 
pay for play. But some of it is legitimate. You, you do have to utilize your social media account. And if you deprive even a player of that, then you're probably going to lose that player to the transfer if you're not somewhat lenient in that regard. Virginia is not the biggest pay-for-play university, nor is Liberty. But, I mean, Darius McGee last year had his endorsement deals. We've seen it before, obviously, with some of the Virginia players with different endorsement deals they have. But they are, generally speaking, more legitimate than the idea of just everybody getting some kind of NIL from a collective and you you know, appear at this event for a couple of times and all of a sudden you magically are showcased. Uh, you magically wind up with $150,000. I mean, you know, I know there's some high-end celebrities out there that when they appear, that's what they command. But, I mean, to most people, even college players, it's not really that. So we kind of get what's going on here. But in that era, you got to be real with your players. Like, the dynamics have changed. If anything, I think it's an advantage for a Virginia or a Liberty with their coaches. They come from the same tree. McKay was at, was at Virginia with Tony Bennett, and he's a Bennett disciple. And he's mentioned that a couple times. When we had him here in the fast lane, over the summer, he mentioned you know, how you know, he views it as an honor to be compared to Virginia. And if I'm a Liberty fan, you know, a, a politics aside about your potential disagreements with how Virginia handles themselves politically or vice versa, I mean, if I'm a fan of either of those basketball programs, I think it's a good thing to be compared for the uh, to the other because you know obviously the you know it doesn't fall far from the tree analogy comes in, but there's also that truth to it. But Richie McKay once again reiterating the idea of process greater than results and therefore yep i'm glad we won i'm glad we're two and three in the league now uh, but i will say uh, i think we have a really competitive group uh, that i wouldn't put anything past because of their character and their willingness to endure um, what can be sometimes uncomfortable if you're a fan of that type of approach of culture building of the challenges that come from that i mean i i, I love it because Nothing in life is ever as easy as you would expect it to be. You know, I don't don't fault my parents for this, but I think you know, growing up there's the idea of preserving your child's innocence, and you know, I, I think that applies to a certain extent. I think there are parts of the world that you should love, enjoy, and appreciate, and want to always be curious about, and I think it's great. But there's also the fact that you do, as, as a parent, and I've got two five-year-old boys, I think about this all the time, maybe more than I should, but you, you also have to prepare them for the fact that there's going to be adversity that pops up. You know, I, I, I rue the idea of, snowplow syndrome of removing obstacles for your children because they're going to need to learn how to handle it and i also rue the idea of my child can do no wrong um you know nobody's perfect on this earth you know however you manifest that in religion whether you believe zero perfect people have walked this earth only one perfect person has walked this earth the the percentages of you being that person are like zero 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 times infinity and then a little one at the end of that so let, let's be real here that, that, that's what it is. So I, I love it, and I love the message from Tony Bennett and Richie McKay and how they're delivering that, and that's what makes it kind of cool to follow. And if you're somebody who just likes that style and approach, it's worth rooting for, even if, <laughs> I mean, let's call it what it is. Sometimes you get fun basketball results. Virginia's win against Georgia Tech was actually a lot of fun to watch. Good offense. They buckled down defensively. They you know responded to adversity in that game. But sometimes you get last night where it's, uh, 18 points under the spread game in overtime, no less, where you're just seeing it going, wow, ugh, that's a real rough watch for a lot of traditionalists out there, unless you really care about those schools and have the vested interest in the outcome for NC State or for Virginia. More on that game, by the way, in just a moment when we return here in the fast lane. We'll do the fast five at five-ish after our chat with ACC Network analyst and Roanoke, Virginia native Luke Hancock. Keep your thoughts coming as well. 
Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are getting close to an end of the NFL's head coaching carousel. We'll update you on that. Plus, oh yeah, one thing may have happened down in Baton Rouge, but it's not alone to just that environment. There are local angles to this, and there are things you may not have thought of in good ways and bad when we return here in the Fast Lane.